You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geek's Watch. This week we are here, we're talking about two shows still, we're talking about Vagrant Queen on Sci-Fi and Russian Doll on Netflix. Everybody uh, have a good week? Yeah. Yeah. It was a week. <laughs> it, was, it was a week. I mean, I think it's hard, harder and harder for people to recognize weeks at this point as they stay home. It's just this day, that day, the other day. I'm still one of those essential workers, so. <laughs> Same. Yeah. No, me too. The memorabilia coming for real essential. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Well, then let's get right into our, our week's watch. Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? Yeah, <laughs> she did not. Your internet did not freeze up, folks. She nope. froze in her head. I, yeah, I froze in my head. I have no idea. Come back to me. <laughs> we, watched, we watched a couple of things. We did watch a couple of things, and I have no memory of what we watched. Oh well, we watched. The, but you guys are going to talk about that one. I hated that movie. That was Wait, this week, were, right? You were in that also. She was in the room the yes, whole time. Yes, <laughs> watching of course that movie. I was. In she that wasn't room. talking. It was in about. our living room. Uh, I thought I thought you were just like, when when you had said that you had experienced this in some way, shape, or form. Also, I thought it was just like in passing, like going to the fridge to get a soda. No, and so no, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you didn't have. Uh. Uh-uh. No, yeah. I figured that yeah. there was another mm-hmm. thing that we watched. I don't. I can't. I don't know why I can't think of it at the moment. We watched a lot of House this week. We watched a lot of House this week. Nice. Which is always a good choice. Yeah. Watched some yeah. Great British Baking Show. Yeah. Always a good choice. Watched the Daily Distancing Show. Daily Social Distancing Show. Social Show. Distancing Show. What's the... Oh, it's the, it's the Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There was, there was something else that you watched. and I, I know it. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> Nothing that I had strong enough opinions about. Do you have something else other than, uh, than that movie, Stephen? Yes. Okay, then okay. Elizabeth can talk about that terrible movie so, we watched. <laughs> Stephen and Mitch got on this kick and decided that they wanted to do the Netflix party. And they yeah, wanted to watch have... Coffee and Kamal? K- Kareem. Kareem. Get it? Coffee no, and no. Kareem. I did get it. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the only reason that stupid fucking movie is called that? Yep. <laughs> There's anyway. no other reason for that guy's name to have been Coffee. Nope, just for that joke. It was the so it was a buddy cop movie, but with a guy who's sleeping with this kid's mom, and it's the dude and the kid, and it's it's atrocious. It's just it's it's awful, like all around bad. Like the plot line's bad, the acting's bad, the writing is awful, uh-huh. awful. So just to fill in a little bit, it's a Netflix original that came out last Friday. And uh, yes, it, the star of the movie is Ed Helms. Uh, most people know him from The Office. He uh, is the cop, Coffee, John Coffee, I think. Yes. Yeah. And That's worse. It's all in <laughs> Detroit. Uh, and yeah, it's all, it takes place in Detroit. Detroit. And the, the, the woman that he's in love with and the mother of, of Kareem is played by Tajiri P. Henson. And yeah, it is the, the worst buddy yeah. cop movie ever made. So, Coffee is like the epitome of bumbling idiot cop who can't do anything right. Yeah, and he's, he's a true Keystone cop. Kareem is the kid who's trying to play gangster and just doing it way too over the top to hide insecurities. And that's about as far but, as in-depth as the character development really gets. They hate each other, and then they come together and 
defeat the bad guys. You make it sound better in those two sentences <laughs> than it is. None of those things were accurately communicated. If you had started saying your sentences and ended the sentence 65% of the way through, that's what the movie actually did. Yeah. It was uh. just, it was painful to watch. And I feel like I was tortured mm-hmm. as an innocent bystander <laughs> who just happened to be in the house when this was occurring. I mean, and it's true. Like, uh, at least Stephen and I had the Netflix party, like, chat window up so we could talk to each other and make jokes but you did not i had no option i had no option i just had to sit there and watch this it's really bad the last movie that i can think of that was the same kind of bad that this is was i believe also a netflix movie that andy made us watch that did actually involve the people from um workaholics workaholics where they're on top of like some party building or whatever yeah and then that movie is atrocious <laughs> yeah. and I, I like i felt like i had like I, I don't know what it feels like to have been waterboarded <laughs> but having been made to continue watching this movie i feel like has to be a similar experience you feel like you're dying the whole time yeah the whole <laughs> the whole experience is torture so if you're looking for a torturous train wreck coffee and kareem on netflix <laughs> enjoy what'd you say john I think waterboarding sounds like a really good uh, challenge that we can have Daniel do. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, we are not. No. <laughs> We're not trying to kill someone. I mean, it's or not maybe. deadly. We, no, we are That's not going to violate all sorts of <laughs> international war conventions by having him volunteer to be waterboarded. Yeah, I mean, it's only it, if it's we ask for him for CIA. information. It's good enough no, for us. Was it Mad, Mad Cow in the Morning or whatever did it? The, the, <laughs> that one radio guy. That's yes, true. and if your t- if your radio show is titled Mad Cow in the Morning, maybe we don't take recommendations from you. It's okay. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much where Daniel fits in. <laughs> like, entertainment Daniel goes. is our Mad Cow. <laughs> <laughs> He's our Steve-O. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, Jess and John, did either one of you get a chance to watch Coffee and Kareem? I, I'm going to right after this. Don't do <laughs> it. I would say I've had plenty of opportunities. I just haven't taken them because it looked bad. And the curiosity was killing me because you two were being so coy about what this terrible movie was. And I was just thinking, wow, the possibilities are endless. And now that you mentioned this one, I was like, well, yeah, I could have told you that. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at it. Like I've talked openly multiple times about the fact that I watched the Fred movie and enjoyed it. Yep. This Uh, movie, I couldn't do. What movie? Fred. Fred he, from YouTube, YouTube, the one with the high yeah. voice. Give it. That guy. It's a YouTube oh. person. Okay. No. Sure You're thing. not missing out on anything if you don't know what this is. I'm <laughs> gathering. I am gathering very quickly. It, it was actually halfway decent as far as kids' movies go. <laughs> well, there you go. Coffee and Cream is on Netflix. You shouldn't go check it out. <laughs> go, you know what? Don't watch it. Just go thumbs down it, okay? Please. <laughs> <laughs> John, what did you watch this week? Uh, so this week I did another twofer. I finally finished Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And uh, I also went down a deep, deep rabbit hole of conspiracy theories regarding coronavirus, 5G, <laughs> oh, no. and an asteroid that's going to destroy us at the end of the month. It's so true. I literally None of that is true. so much <laughs> stuff that... I gave myself like an anxiety attack. Okay. I'm like, it's all true. It all makes sense. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I had to have Stephen talk me down. I was like, hey, you're rational. Tell me that I'm <laughs> dumb for like looking at this stuff. And he did. So thank you, Stephen, uh, for your, your I, public service. But then he went and told him right now that it's true. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I didn't say like it's dumb. I was like, listen, like I understand. I understand. So that's it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Cute. He was non-committal. He just basically was like, "It's gonna be okay. Whatever the outcome is, either you'll be, you know, laughing about how silly it was, or you won't be alive to regret it." So, either way, I guess it's like a win-win. <laughs> this is also valid. <laughs> that being said, uh, I did also finally finish Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald, and holy hell, that movie is a train wreck. Um, I want to say that it it presents some interesting things, but it does a very kind of prequel trilogy star wars thing where it just doesn't know what to focus on 
So it just throws everything at you all at once. And like, there's some legitimately cool ideas. Even like, I, at the first time we talked about this, I talked about how they threw some stuff at you that broke the lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that I finished the whole thing, I'm like, okay, well, I can kind of see how they can work it in. And this is just stuff that they didn't talk about, but it could have technically have happened. Um, and there was some callbacks to the uh, original books more than the movies. Um, like, there's a cameo of the guy that <laughs> created the Sorcerer's Stone, or it, Nicholas um, Flamel. Yes. yes, Nicholas Flamel has the cameo in the movie, and so does the Sorcerer's Stone, or uh, as it's known everywhere else in the world, the Philosopher's <laughs> Stone. Yes, makes an appearance. It's the MacGuffin that drives most of the plot for Harry Potter. And uh, what was the first one? The, the Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. The Sorcerer's Stone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually in there, but they don't really pay any attention to it. It's just kind of like a background prop. Kind of like <laughs> in the first Thor movie, how you see the Infinity Gauntlet, but just, just kind of like in the background. It's kind of like that. Mm. It's like, oh, mm. this is like a really important thing, but they're not focusing on it because we know how important it is. And they're trying to make it seem like, yeah, that's not important right now. So don't worry about it. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to give away some spoilers, even though I think they're kind of dumb. But, uh, yeah, this movie has some of the most convoluted, like, complex just plot points that, I I mean, we would have to spend a whole podcast talking about just this one movie. Maybe we can do that someday. I was going to say, I mean, I'm not opposed to this, but no, I I think that's a fair (laughs) assessment. I mean, I'm somebody who's very much a fan of Harry Potter and and the entire wizarding world that's been built around that. But as I think we discussed last time, I, I completely understand because Fantastic Beasts and particularly Crimes of Grindelwald, because Rowling did not write a book first and then adapt it to a movie, you get all of the pieces that would be fine in a book that could be fully fleshed out in a 500, 600, 700 page, you know, 700 page book without any issue. And would not end up in a final film if the book were published first. So I think that's a completely fair assessment to Yeah, I was thinking a lot about that. I was thinking back to stuff they cut out of the Harry Potter books that wasn't in the movies. Like one of the books has an entire subplot where Hermione starts a house elf rebellion. Yes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of stuff having to do with the centaurs in the woods, which you only really see like twice in the whole series. Correct, mm-hmm. and you you miss all of the stuff with nearly headless Nick and all of the other ghosts. Yep. They're just mm-hmm. passing glances, which yeah, I thought was interesting that as the movies went on, they focused less and less on the house ghosts until the very end again, and that's because <laughs> they kind of had to because they were integral to the plot. Yeah, yeah. Like, the beginning they were all over the place, and then by movie three. You basically only have Moaning Myrtle. Yes. Yeah. The best ghost. <laughs> the 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 lavatory specter. So yeah, long story short, Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald. I don't know who the movie's for. I wanna say it's for diehard Harry Potter fans, but it just strays so much and is so narratively convoluted that it's just it's 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 a hard movie to recommend. Like you never find out what exactly the crimes of Grindelwald are. They never mentioned that, why he's a dangerous wizard. <clears throat> they really gloss over his potential relationship with Dumbledore, and they kind of I think they try to clean it up a bit because I don't think they want to get too controversial about it. It's something pretty you, evil in the movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and um, I Dumbledore's in it for like two scenes. It's like, why is he even in this thing? And... But I like Jude Law's portrayal, surprisingly. Mm. Like, I think just like Ewan McGregor does a great young Obi-Wan, he does a really good young uh, Dumbledore. But he's wasted. Like, he yeah. does really nothing. And I guess the last point I wanted to say is uh, Grindelwald is actually kind of a good guy. Because if I understand this correctly, he wants to stop World War II from happening. He fucking killed a baby! His whole point is to enslave all non-magical humans. I mean, he for kills people, but of... I mean, at the same time, he's also trying to prevent the Holocaust and it, like, nuclear annihilation I, of Japan. John, if, if you want to make wait, an, um, okay. you can't. We're gonna have to do an entire podcast on this because I'm really trying so. to figure out how you got to that conclusion. <laughs> 
you can't break an omelet, or you you can't make an omelet without killing a few babies. Okay. <laughs> that is I mean, how that Anakin saying goes. A few babies. We're, I mean, that's we're still missing the, the fact that his entire purpose is to enslave all non-magical humans. They can slave. But who hasn't wanted to, to have a bunch of Muggle slaves? You know. <laughs> you know, it has never really oh made God. clear why uh, magic folk or wizards and witches don't overpower humanity because mm-hmm. clearly they have a tactical advantage with all this magical stuff teleportation it's, same reason pokemon don't do it i don't know <laughs> why wizards and witches haven't overthrown humanity already i don't like that could be another thing to dive into there's just there's a lot of lore that jk rawlings threw at us without some fundamental stuff to kind of back it up or to flesh it out more so in the end it's just like I don't understand why the things in this movie are happening the way they are. And it definitely seems like there's like a whole source book that we're missing that would fill in a lot of these blanks. Fair. But I, we are on a timeline tonight, so, <laughs> so we probably shouldn't completely dive into this. But yes, John, we can have a conversation it, about this. I, I look forward to the Geek's Watch talks, the crimes of the crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so The Crimes of Grindelwald is available, I assume, on a streaming platform somewhere. John? It is HBO Go right now. It's on HBO, HBO Go at the moment. Um, and if you is want that what to. Is that that platform now? Is that what? What? HBO Go right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if you want to look up conspiracy theories, you can just go to the internet anywhere <laughs> and, <laughs> and be like John. Uh, Steven, what did you want to talk about with your week's watch? Uh, I watched Devs, the show with Nick Offerman. It's a sci-fi series that's on uh, FX on Hulu. Um, it's very good. Uh, if I give too much of a broad strokes summary of the thing, I feel like I'm doing it a disservice and kind of making it sound like a normal thriller noir kind of thing. Um, it's shot beautifully. It's very much worth your time, and you should check it out. Right. It's... Uh from what I understand, it's a software company, to so yeah, to speak, and like Nick a, Offerman is the head of the company? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Google-type situation, um, but there's clearly so much more going on. Right. Uh, I really don't want to say too much about it. It's just if you like sci-fi and you like picking apart any kind of like longer story, I suggest it. I don't think it should have too much else said about it. it. Anything, any other shows you can think of that you can compare it to without giving anything away? No, um, I don't, I don't think there's anything else that I would compare it to right off the bat. Um, except for if people like black mirror, uh, but not like in like a grotesque, like I like that first episode with the prime minister <laughs> kind of way. Um, then you'll like it. Also watch tales from the loop. It's also very good. Okay, and uh, how many episodes are there out right now of Devs? I have watched two. Two, okay. I think that's all I know. <laughs> I think there's like four out at the moment. Uh, oh, that, is, is it actually one that they're, they're spacing out? I I decided to space it out for myself I, I rather believe, than binge watch it because of the kind of narrative it is. Yeah, I believe they're so. doing it week to week. Hmm. So. Uh, yeah, Devs is on Hulu at the moment, or FX on Hulu, and uh, you can watch that with Nick Offerman, and I believe Allison Peel also. Is that the drummer from... From uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Allison Peel. <clears throat> okay, Jessica, what did you watch this week? Right, Wait, let me guess. Well, was it on what? Disney Plus? <laughs> it was not. Oh. oh. You're not going to tell us about the documentary? Yeah. No, I didn't. Well, that doesn't, hasn't come out yet. It actually. hadn't come out yet, yeah. Starts Damn in May. Um, I was 11 years ago, my family and I sat down and we watched Modern Family for the first time ever, the pilot, and we continued watching every single episode until this week was the finale of Modern Family. And it's probably one of my favorite of like the network family shows for sure. Um, a lot of the characters go through a lot of growth. It focuses on a lot of it really normalizes a lot of topics that were like hot topics at the time that it started. And I think it, Modern Family really did do a wonderful job of making all of it normal, making us be able to talk about it. Like I've even had conversations with my father over, you know, the homosexuality topics it comes up. Like, it, like we've had conversations through watching that show and I'm really sad it's gone. And oh, 
it just it was a great finale, a great show. I know it's big network television, but I think it actually did deserve all those Emmys that they won. And yeah, you said that was eleven years. It was eleven years, eleven seasons. Wow, I did not God. think of it was that long. Yeah, I yeah. felt like seven tops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did win a lot of uh, a lot of Emmys coming out for that for most of that cast. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think they won like five in a row for best comedy. Mm. Okay, so. Uh, you 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 did enjoy the finale. Do you feel like it wrapped up everybody's story well enough? Yeah, it did. It definitely wrapped up how you thought it would in this whole concept of how families eventually part kind of thing. But it was like, and so like you can't always be central, which was probably how it was always going to end. But yeah, no, it did, it did a really good job. It had an hour long special before too that was sort of the cast talking about why they took on the role and all that stuff and a little bit of behind the scenes, which was good to see like actual writers and how they thought of, of all the ideas. So it was, a, it was a really good ending to it. Yeah. Okay. I like the idea of a show ending and not having them all still be like right there close to each other. Cause I feel like that's, that's just realistic. Ah. Um. Well, they don't, it doesn't get to that point. It's more like them saying goodbye from each other. And then that's the end kind of thing. Gotcha. So, uh, I, now I don't know how accurate it is, but I thought I saw a headline on social media this week. They were talked about Sarah Highland, not too happy with the way that her, uh, character, uh, ends in the show. I thought she did fine for her character. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, correct me, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't she been outspoken about her character's plots multiple times in the past? I don't know. I don't watch the show. I don't know. I I, I watch. I don't pay attention to the actors that much. I just watch them, like the characters. I'm not an huh? actor person. I'm a character person. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jason Momoa. <laughs> I like. He's Aquaman. <laughs> Shit. I'm trying to think of one of the one of the buff guys where you're like, oh yeah. No, I, I still like them as their character. Like Chris Pratt, I like him as Star Lord more than I like Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, I mean Chris, Chris Pratt at this Star Lord, not Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, Chris Pratt's diminishing returns at this point. Oh, I mean he is, he's not wrong. He hasn't made a good movie other than the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh, I mean him as a person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean he, his personal life is kind of not so. Great. Anyways, anybody else watch Modern Family or the Modern Family finale? I've seen several Modern Family episodes, but I did not watch the finale. Mm. John? Yeah, honestly, I thought it was over already, like, from a while ago. I think it was still going on. <laughs> well, looks like you're in, you're in the room by yourself, Jessica, but I'm glad you, uh, you ended up liking it. That was on ABC, so I assume you can go to Hulu and watch the season finale mm-hmm. if you did not catch it as it aired mm-hmm. was that the only thing you wanted to talk about i think so okay <laughs> uh i did watch a couple movies this week um the one i, I watched parasite and i watched dr sleep and i thought dr sleep was amazing so and i I've, I've never actually watched the original shining so take that as you will uh what? yeah i know crazy <laughs> Uh, so I'm with you, Mitch. It looked like doo doo. <laughs> I don't watch horror movies, so I, I mean, haven't seen it. It's Stanley, one of Stanley Kubrick's <laughs> biggest movies, but it, I don't know, just not a movie that I ever saw. But Doctor Sleep, I thought was amazing because basically it's just a superhero movie with <laughs> with with uh, Stephen King characters. Um, but what I really wanted to talk about was the uh, the opening of the premiere of Quibi came out this week. Quibi started on Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's a new streaming site, and you can do quick bites is what Quibi stands for. That's what it is? That's exactly what it stands for, yeah. So they, all their content will be five to ten minutes long, uh, somewhere in there. And it's supposed to be like, hey, if you're on your way to work in the subway, you can watch a quick bite of something. And did not uh, no, they did not know that people were not going to be <laughs> on subways anymore. Uh, and not needing quick bites. They need full-length stuff. So... There's a bunch of movies. Well, not a bunch of movies. There are. It's all original content. Um, they brought back a few revival shows like Punked and Reno Nine One One is going to be coming on there again. Uh, 
There are some original shows like Murder Flip House. So if you're into true crime and house renovation, you they, they put the two things together. Someone has bought a house where a person was murdered and these people come in and redesign the house for you. Now, you know, I'm only, down. now here's my question. Down. Five to ten minutes? <laughs> well, they, it's, it, it, so it would be a normal half-hour show, but they cut it into three parts so that... Gotcha. Yeah, you have okay. to watch... All, I will tell you this now. I did not like the first three episodes of the show. It just was not. It it, it wasn't good. Oh. Now, Mitch, I, I had to ask, though, how was the you can flip your phone mechanic? I, I don't use it. I, I keep my phone in the landscape uh, uh, way. I mean, I've done it. it. The mechanic works great. I've done it just to <clears> see how it works. And it, it works out pretty well. Like, it's it's smooth and seamless. And um, the way that when you flip it to portrait mode, it, all it really does is just crop the image to the point where you're. It's just focusing on the person that's talking. Yeah. The, the, does it? Does it like scale? Like, is it like adaptive? No. Or is it? They just shoot everything like Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there was that. There is uh, a Laffer funnier die show called Flipped, which is with. Uh, the dude from Last Man on Earth and Caitlin Olsen from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they buy a house. They want to create their own uh, HGTV-like show where they flip a house and uh, they find a bunch... They find $500 million in a a wall and they flip this house and then they find out that it's a drug drug cartel money and the drug cartel is going to kill them. (laughs) It's funny, but it's not good. Um, the best thing that I found on there though are the movies. Now it sucks that the movies go in such small bites or quick bites, but that <laughs> most dangerous game with Liam Liam Hemsworth and uh uh Christoph Waltz is really good. Like it has it, Christoph Waltz, yeah, and he's he's playing the guy who puts together the the game of Liam Hemsworth having to survive the night as rich people hunt him. Uh. It is, it's actually, I think it's a really good story, and I am actually impressed with Liam Hemsworth's acting in it. Christoph Waltz. It's like a remake of The Pest with John Leguizamo. Which was just an adaptation of the most dangerous game. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I was like, this is a thing already, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's it's a book. Um, So, if you get a chance to check that out, another one was uh, When the Streetlights Come On. That was, I think Steven would really like that one. It's got a very much a Stranger Things vibe, but it's all set in the mm. 90s instead. There's no superpowers, though. It's it's I'm a down. murder mystery. A girl is killed in the first episode. you got to figure out why she's killed. Or the, the protagonist is trying to figure out why she's killed. Um, I like this. This, this does sound good. <laughs> and then the other one was, oh, Survive, which has Sophie Turner in it. Sophie Turner is a young woman who is on the day of her release from a rehab center kind of thing. Uh, not rehab. She, essentially, a year ago, she tried to kill herself. And so mental institution. Mental, yeah, there you go. Mental institution. And on the day of, she's, she's getting on a plane. She has this big old plan that she's going to kill herself on the plane by taking overdosing on pills. While she's Jeez. in, while she yeah, while she's in the the bathroom of the plane, she uh, the the plane crashes. So her and Corey Hawkins are the only survivors, and now they are trying to survive on this mountain as they as the plane crashed. Also, a pretty decent movie, not as good as the other two, but I I dug it somewhat. So you get a chance. It's right now. It's 90 days for free, free trial, 90 days for Quibi. I'm going to see how much I can get out of it before the 90 days is up. Don't know if I would stick with it, uh, past the 90 days. It's like four ninety nine, I think for a month. That's not bad considering like, yeah. if you're a person who, who like you need that kind of entertainment, like that yeah. seems like a good value proposition, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. And it seems at this point, Almost every day is a new segment of the sh- of the movies that I wanted. I've been watching, so uh, which would make sense for commuters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were going to release a new segment every week, but it looks like it's every day. Huh. <clears throat> Anybody else get a chance to watch watch Quibi? 
No, I just get all of the commercials. I didn't even know what it was till just now. (laughs) Anybody get a chance to watch Doctor Sleep? I don't do. Oh, there's a Ruby poster in that movie. There is a Ruby poster in that movie, and the girl that has the Ruby poster on her wall is phenomenal. Like the actress is also pretty awesome, and then the her the character is pretty awesome. So, uh, anybody gets a chance, just watch that movie it's great (laughs) (laughs) and if you really get a chance watch the director's cut of the movie okay uh then with that let's go ahead and get to vagrant queen episode two it was terrible no that's all we need that's it i mean karaoke though it was and yeah karaoke i mean a galaxy that is not ours why are they very earthen and why are they all speaking english yeah. And how did that one Earth guy get there? I, he he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and not just that, he's a Cana- he's Canadian. Yes, he's yeah. Canadian. Hey. I do, I, yeah, I don't get most of the show. I don't understand who is it for. I like the idea of you know playing with the trope because you, you're expecting, she's expecting, everybody's expecting there to be a, di- a fight to the death with them and then they turns out to be karaoke it's like well that's cool that's that's interesting that's that's changing it up unfortunately it's in a very bad show yeah like (laughs) the idea is just bad they don't they don't even it doesn't even look like they're like paying for stunt doubles for their main cast (laughs) they keep filming this stuff and the the fight scenes look horrible i rewinded i I rewinded the episode because i could not believe (laughs) the production value of the scene where the guy jumps out the back of the ship to try to cut that tether. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Which I think was no. the name of the episode. It is. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. And that so that was like the whole like linchpin of the whole thing. And I was like, this? Like is what you like you are okay with this? <laughs> I don't I don't mind bad production if story is good. Like in video games, same thing. I don't mind bad graphics yeah. if the game is fun to play. You have to have one like, or the I, other, at for, least. Uh-huh. Yeah, for a comedy, I didn't laugh once. Like I didn't laugh at wait. Any is of the this jokes. supposed to be a comedy? I think it is. Like I, oh. it, it, the trailers really it, show you as like an action space show, but it is a comedy. It's supposed to be a comedy. So, Mitch, we, we we talked about American Alien this week. We did. Like in, in texting, I feel like this might be one of those situations. Where, like, a studio got hype on an idea. Oh, you mean American sold, Ultra? They, I'm sorry. Yeah. What, what did I say? American, American Alien? Yeah. Different Max Landis thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, American Ultra, like, where someone got hype on something, they pushed it through, it got produced, and then nobody fucking knew what they were doing <laughs> with it. And then the people advertising it had no idea what they were doing with it either. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's exactly what's going on here. I think. Uh, it, it's not like anybody on this show, like production-wise or acting-wise, was somebody that was going to bring audiences in because, mm-hmm. yeah, you're looking at the showrunner, it doesn't look like she's done a lot. The, the, none of these actors look familiar. Um, I don't understand what is the draw. Who Who is going to be watching the show? Us. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. Super crazy too. Like when they had that one guy, what was his name? Pip or Pub or Nim? Nim? Are you talking about the 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 dog the person? The guy. Yeah, dude, that was Nim. Yeah, that scene was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like whoa. Like we have this like over well, the top ridiculous like theme song from Mannequin for karaoke in one scene. Oh god, that is what that after, movie. You have this dude like just like stab himself in the throat. I'm like what? And it's really gory too. Like that thing was bloody as hell. Well, and I, I didn't really... understand why bring him back for literally no purpose. So that's what I was thinking. It's like once again, that's yeah. them playing with the trope. Like we we all called it last week. We're like, oh, he's still alive. He's gonna come yeah. back and he's gonna yeah. show up in the show. But then he gets tortured and then just dies. So it's like, yeah, he was literally brought back for no reason. Also, if that knife is supposed to do what it what it should've has been demonstrated it, 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 to do, it should have cauterized. That, that drove me nuts. I was like, uh-uh, he shouldn't be bleeding out right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thing burns you. Uh, 
yeah. it, it's bad. It's, I, I wish I wish they would just do a Titan AE T show or t- like TV show instead. That I mean, would be that I'd spent. be for. It would be great. Oh my god, yes. Those they're they're books. You guys want to go over those books sometime? I read those. They're very good. Oh, really? they're books. I did not know that. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, so the character, the uh, I don't know, Isaac. Isaac's his name. Canadian lawyer. Yeah, I get, <laughs> I, I, I get this idea that they were like, hey, you know, uh, Jake Johnson. He was in that Spider Verse movie. He's in New Girl. <laughs> Let's get someone like him and make that character. And this guy just does not have the comedic timing for it to work because like all of his jokes fall flat. And maybe that's yeah. maybe that's the director's fault, or maybe it's the writing. I mean, it's obviously the writing, but it's they're not working for him. And I don't Even get who his character is supposed to be appealing to. I don't know. You were supposed to believe that he has enough charisma that he's somehow survived out there, but like, no, a motherfucker would be dead inside of a day. <laughs> <laughs> there's yes. just. I- there's I so feel much- like the strongest character right now is probably the engineer. At least for this episode, you got a bit more from her. She's definitely the most likable. Yeah. yeah she's like, hands down, most, most likable. What's yeah. her name? I agree. Yeah, what's her name? I don't know. The I don't know the, anybody's the- name in this thing. <laughs> she's the girl with the EL wire on her backpack. <laughs> that is a, a bad, bad sign, John. Elway? Is her name I feel like her name is Elway. I think it's something with an M. <laughs> I don't know. Her, her planet was up. apparently destroyed. Huh? You've got uh, it pulled up. I do have it pulled up. It's uh, it's A-May. A-May. A-M-A-E. A-May. Sure. A-may. Either I way. I like it less now. <laughs> <laughs> it's A-May. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, I... I, and then they're doing the flashback. You didn't even draw out any of the stuff with their history between Isaac and Al- Al- Alita. Like you just gave us it, it. There was a lot of information just dropped on us in this episode, like kind of thing. Like, hey, here's those characters you wanted to know about. Here's everything you need to know about them. Here's their backstory. Except we didn't get their full backstory, and it was done choppy, and it didn't serve a purpose. Yeah. It's I really wanted to like the show, guys. I, I was excited for the show for like months <laughs> after seeing the first too. trailer. Yeah. I really I, wanted I'm, it to get better after the first episode. I was really hopeful when you were telling me like, well, maybe it's just it's a pilot thing. Like the pilot doesn't match <laughs> yeah, the rest yeah. of the series. And I was really, I was going for it. Well, I can tell you this, that it's <laughs> obvious that it doesn't match the the pilot because the pilot actually had more money in it. Like there was actually more production <laughs> money in there. Like this is the, the production value went down quite a bit in this episode. Oh, yeah. uh, my, my, my favorite part in the beginning was the beginning of the episode where they were like, I don't know, no, 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 house rules bleh, about this thing. And it's supposed to be like this grand concept for this like big meeting area where a bunch of people are, but it's like two people standing outside of like a, like a, Tunnel, like the meal area in high school, <laughs> and they point to a yellow paint line on the floor, and they're like, ah, "But you're outside of the triangle." <laughs> yeah, it, it then you know on the the planet of Gregorius or Gregorius or whatever it was called, you know, like planet Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the outside, like they did absolutely nothing to make it look like a. Uh, space planet I guess I don't know it's just it, there was just a fog machine and that's about it uh, I, I was also hurt that she didn't try to get the gas right they also they, they said gasoline why did they say gas that's not gonna power a ship you could have said fuel well see that yeah no kidding well they, they do a lot of that like wh- how far in the future is this supposed to be why would they still have the song from mannequin like why yeah. <laughs> You know, what was my point? Why is it so earthen? Like, why is it so (laughs) from now? Well, so the part when we first get into that gel sale and the bunny rabbit, the Bucky O'Hare character is sitting there like talking in another language. I was like, don't drag Bucky O'Hare into this mess. (laughs) (laughs) Bucky O'Hare is a treasure. (laughs) I was like, Peter, that's the name they gave him. They did give him Peter. Like, no. Peter Rabbit. It drove me nuts since I heard his name. I was like, Peter freaking Rabbit? I mean, of course. What else would this terrible show do? <laughs> like, he's speaking another language to the point where they can't communicate with him. But then the guy who's running the karaoke night is speaking English. 
like I just in the first episode I just painted it off as okay we all we all have like universal translators it's not that big a deal but yeah. that's not what's going on if the bunny is talking in another language well except they the bunny can like sing, sing in, in English which makes absolutely no sense either no you know what I'll take that I'll take that because if you listen to some like anyone from anywhere across the world if they start singing they in English, English. It, it, no accent so often so I'll take that <laughs> There, but fair. they'd have to. He'd have to know how to read in English to read the letter, the words that were coming across the screen. Maybe, uh, I mean, I learns. they know this. I Spanish sing Despacito, and I don't know anything. Listen, man, my first concert was Mana. I don't. I didn't know Spanish that well, but I was singing along. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this episode wanted to be for some reason. It was trying to be Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that is a good, great comparison. And it's not. It's really not. People kept getting shot with, like, taser nets left and right. (laughs) Like, cannibals were saying, like, oh, we're going to eat you. Down to and including the uh, Valkyrie double, who was just there for the money. Valkyrie stand-in, yeah. Yeah. What part of that guy did that one dude walk up and, like, eat? He was like, I'm going to miss you. Was that what that was supposed to be? Yes. Yeah, he disemboweled him and then just ate the intestine. It was like flat. It was it looked it was just this flat thing. Like it looked like he was like, mm, I'm gonna miss him, and went up and like cut off his double chin. And it was like about it. I, I, I assumed it was liver. Could have been like large it. intestine. Yeah, that's and why was that the only me. part he wanted? Like he was like, mm, yeah. Maybe that's the tastiest he, part. People foie gras. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so Vagrant Queen is still on Sci-Fi Channel Friday nights. Check out new episodes, or don't. Probably you shouldn't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I mean, should. That's the you one should bright spot with us. if the world does end at the end of this month. That I will have to keep watching Fight Vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there you so, go. Right side. That's not helpful. It's just so bad. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, if anyone from the show hears us talk about this. I'm glad that you that you made a thing. It it means so so much yeah. that you made it through all of the hoops to get to make the thing that you made. Yes. It's not for us. It's just not for us. Although I will tell I will say this. It is easier for me to get through Vagrant Queen than it was for me to get through Coffee and Cream. That's oh, fair. That's that's it's also fair. <laughs> comparatively, comparatively this is easier for me to get through. Like, it's bad, but it's not so bad that I can't stand to watch it. I'm, I'm with you there. I would have watched yeah. Migrant Queen a, a hundred times over instead of watching Coffee and Kareem again. I'm <laughs> mad about that title. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that's going to be until just now. That's going to be on the, the cover box for uh, Vagrant Queen Season 1 <laughs> box set. It's better than Coffee and Kareem. It's gonna, no, it's going to be... It's gonna be uh, I would watch Vagrant Queen a hundred times more <laughs> before watching <laughs> Coffee and Kareem, Stephen Clark. <laughs> Get at me, guys. It's uh, better than waterboarding. <laughs> better than waterboarding. John Cameron. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's get on to Russian, Russian Doll then. Russian Doll episode four? <laughs> Yes. I just want to point out Vagrant Queen and Coffee and Cream almost drove Mitch to Russian Roulette. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Russian Doll, episode four, Alan's Routine. Uh, Very interesting episode because we got to see Mm -hmm. the story of another person that's also reliving their night over and over again. Um, And we got somewhere. We did get somewhere. Yeah, By the end did. of the episode, we got I some more. I have a theory now. Let's hear it, Jessica. Yeah. Mirrors. Ooh. Something to do with mirrors. There's oh, because they... A lot of lore about mirrors, so I'm not for sure exactly what it is, but mirrors, I've noticed a lot of symbolism, and especially in this episode, there was a lot of mirror symbolism, so... Well, also, especially. the fact that anytime they both wake up, they're staring at a mirror. True. <laughs> Does there be that reflections are actually a window into another parallel dimension? Yeah. Well, there, there actually is lore about a dimension being in a mirror, and you're 
other selves. And like, if you stand between two mirrors, for an instance, like you can have creatures from other dimensions. Like it's usually referenced as demons, but they can take over your body and stuff. Like mirrors mm-hmm. are considered a very dangerous thing. So, which is why uh, oftentimes in in folklore you covered mirrors when someone dies so that their soul would not mm-hmm. get trapped in the mirror. Yeah, but, but wouldn't the, well, everything be backwards? First... Backwards to who? Uh, okay. Because to the reflection, their reflection is what's backwards. Yeah, and one of the first lore of mirrors was that it actually held your soul. Yeah. Because, I mean, mirrors weren't as clear as they were today, so it looks kind of like a foggier version of yourself. So when you looked in a mirror, it was like your, your soul was reflected back onto you. To be, to be fair, when mirrors also first came into common use, that was just a weird time in general for humanity. <laughs> this is also is true. it not always a weird time in general for humanity? I would say we're in a current very weird time right now. <laughs> That's I mean, fair. That's was fair. It, you got me. Wasn't... <laughs> Narcissus, like, didn't he drown looking at himself in the in the r- river? So, like, uh, yeah, well, like, just a mirror, and then like became the flower. Did he did he drown there? He became a flower, I think. Yeah, I think he became the flower. Like they they turned yeah. him into it there. Yeah. That's why they grow by the waterside. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so in this episode, we start with Alan waking up well, the day a- before. Because he goes through the routine that ends with him where we ended the last episode. Right. But yeah. it's essentially the same time that she resets to in front of the sink also. Yes. It's, it's both yeah. the same night. Yes. So. But uh, it's it's his version that occurred in the last episode, parallel to the last episode. Right. So. Did you. Go ahead, go Stephen. Ahead. No, you first. No, go ahead. No, 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 you first. <laughs> okay. So, uh, we do see that because uh, Nadia's character, or Nadia, comes in and says that they live just within the same neighborhood, that they do interact, or their their lives have crossed in different ways by knowing the same people. His best friend is the guy who owns the bodega uh, that she talked to before, saying, hey, your buddy who was really drunk, which I'm guessing was uh, Alan in that other episode. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we know that he probably got super drunk because he got dumped that night. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's interesting is is he keeps count. He does. He does it starts keep out count. with ten. Yeah, and he he's super meticulous. He's well, super OCD. Yeah, he's got <laughs> some definite. <laughs> uh, he's got tendencies. <laughs> and then also the guy that is sleeping with Alan's girlfriend is the guy that we saw in the first episode who slept with Nadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, from My least favorite character in the end. <laughs> got a right? professor. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely what he is. Um, I fucking hate that guy. I want to I, I yeah. give that guy all of the awards for acting because, oh boy, did he sell me on disliking him. Yeah, but I liked him in The Outsider. He was, he was cool. Mm-hmm. Which is why he deserves all the awards because his character in this one and how well he does it makes us hate him. I mean, his character in the last season of Jessica Jones, that was a creepy fucking character. So yes, he does get deserve all the awards. <laughs> uh, okay, so we know that their lives are are, in, are somewhat connected, but um, not necessarily. Not directly. Not directly, but Alan points out, so we watch him go through what has become his standard because he mentions the fact that he liked the fact that he knew what was going to happen. So he had it in control. He could count to himself when to do what to get through the whatever period of time. And once he sees her in the elevator and they make the connection that both of them die on a regular basis, his whole routine gets upended Mm -hmm. because in the first time around, his girlfriend, he's scripted out the fact that she's breaking up with him even though he was going to propose on a week-long trip that he's been planning for months and yada, yada, yada. After running into Nadia, he finds out that she's been cheating on him. Finds uh-huh. out the, and even finds out the name of the guy. And finds out the name of the guy. And because he's been so distracted by Nadia, <laughs> so he's out of his own routine, which causes everybody else to be out of their routine, and he learns new information. Which is interesting yeah. because Nadia's days never follow the same routine because she's constantly trying different she's constantly things. Changing it, yeah. mm-hmm. I like I like the different approach of the two characters because the one person he just keeps subjecting himself to being broken up with. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. And he's fine with that because it's a known quantity. Right. And that's nuts. He's resigned himself to the... Which kind of made me think, I, and I know this is probably not true, but could he have, like, from that point on, lived a whole life and then died of old age and still reset back to that, you know, that that night? Like, because he even says to her, like, there is no stopping this. This is this is just what it is now. So it, there, are, what? there are a couple background things um, that they've played with in a couple other episodes. Like um, things not maintaining. I mean, kind of what we. I don't know if you guys caught. Kind of what we see at the end of this episode. Say again. Kind of like what we see at the end of. Oh. The fish disappearing. The flowers dying. The rain disappearing. Yeah, like the like things are degrading. Yeah. Okay, so you're saying what I'm saying is not possible. I don't think it could be. Okay. I, I, um, there's something busted in there. Fair. So, uh, with the with that, at the end of this episode, like as the end of the one of the other episodes where we saw the, the flowers dying, we saw the fact that his ring was not inside his ring ring case, and his fish was no longer alive. Uh, he did say he did have that little cryptic. Uh, m- saying to himself that if two fish are in the or if two of them are in there only one can survive if if there are two they will kill each other one will kill the other the interesting part to me was actually the fact that clearly his he's broken it but his crux piece was that ring because like in the second episode we saw that she caught her cat oatmeal Mm-hmm. And then she had to die. He <laughs> tossed the engagement ring and then had to die. Mm-hmm. Do you, so, do you think that what, what what do you think is the significance of these things? Like, is it is it about those things themselves or something else? I think it's what they represent, but they are clearly like the crux because things have changed when those things have changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we saw the. Um, Okay, no, you go. We saw the flowers dying after we saw her die because of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. She caught oatmeal. She found oatmeal. We yeah. saw the fish gone when he, he, threw taught, when he threw the ring out. And those are clearly relatively large cruxes because they're their connections to the outside world. Okay. Maybe. Now, there, there are things that like, um, so dying flowers, I think people would normally look at as being negative imagery. Mm-hmm. But do you guys think that there's any space in that kind of imagery for it to be a positive thing? Yes. What? Okay. Passage of time. Uh, yeah. When uh, when a bride gets married, they typically dry out their flowers because flowers eventually dry and wilt, and you but preserve dried flowers them. last forever. But dried flowers <laughs> last forever. So just because a flower wilts and dies doesn't mean it can't be preserved. <laughs> I don't. Th- okay, that's interesting. Uh, okay, um, there was an. At, oh, I, I was, I was, at this point in the series of the flower thing, I was looking at it as being like a death and rebirth thing, like mm-hmm. um, the the previous oh. plants that are in any space or whatever it dies, that becomes the mulch for the next wave of things. Yeah, like you, you're you're built out of all of your experiences, good or bad. So is this mm-hmm. like a what was it? What was that? Uh, Langoliers is that that Stephen King one, John? Where the uh they get stuck outside of time, and the Langoliers come to eat up time, and they, it's going to eat them. That's the one. That's the one. So is it something like that, since they're stuck outside of time, and they're not supposed to be there. It's definitely possible. Okay. Did did, did this episode change anyone's theory? Well, got Jessica to have a theory. It just added it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, mirrors. Mirrors are magical. That was about it. I <laughs> the flower thing. I was thinking Still that. No <laughs> kind of like how in The Witcher, they say that magic, you know, costs energy. And that, that energy yeah. has to come from, you know, life forces or something. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, well, maybe like she's having the effect where she's sucking the life out of things now because of mm-hmm. this 
the thing that she's going through. It's like she's taking life energy away, you know, not on purpose, but it's it's still an effect that it's having on her environment or her surroundings. And it could be the same with the guy's fish, uh, you know, that him going through this this uh, phenomenon is, uh, you know, causing that change to happen now. That's fair. No, honestly, I I I, th- I think everyone has a solid theory so far, and I like that you guys have like gotten to drastically different theories than <laughs> I was ever at. Um, I think that this is an interesting show. Um, th- there are a lot of things where obviously people, when they look at something that's less than defined imagery or anything, you learn a lot about a person and how they interpret those things. Uh, I think that's a large thing. Like uh, that's that's a large portion of what the show is kind of supposed to do. I don't know. So what? One of the th- theories that I kind of liked, and I feel like it came back to, was video games because he is shown after he breaks up with his girlfriend that they're he's playing video games in his apartment, <laughs> and she Nadia works on video games. I think John could jump on this one because it's a simulation. Like the whole, they're stuck inside of a simulation. Ooh. <laughs> one of the things we played around with at first when we were asking, like, is the fact that she's a video game programmer relevant to this story? And I think I threw it out there that maybe this was just as a joke that, yes, this is like she's basically running a program and maybe forgot about it or has somehow become a part of her real world. And that's why she's reliving the same thing over and over again. She's just basically restarting a video game from a safe point, basically. So, John, do you think that she's like Moriarty on the holodeck? Mm, Yeah, something more akin to that. Or (laughs) that Black Mirror episode with Wyatt... uh, Russell. What's his name? Wyatt Russell, yeah. Is that the... Hang the DJ one? No, playtest. The one where he's inside the video oh, yeah. game. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the Hideo Kojima stand-in, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, she's died more than 12 times, right? No. Yes. That is her 12th time. This, yeah. this episode, you get to see her 12th time dying again uh, in the elevator. Oh, yeah. Do I never think- counted the deaths. <laughs> According Do to IMDb. Do you think they die at the same time? No. I, I think... Because now... Because my brain hurts. Because <laughs> I was thinking... You remember she says, like, just... You know, if you need to see me, go to my party. And I'm thinking, what if he dies and goes to the party? But she's still living another... Like, she hasn't died yet. So she's not at the party. Because she's I think not she, there in time. I think she's I caught up to him. Me. I think she has caught up to him. I think he's been at this a lot longer. Okay. But we know that he's at 12. He says 12. I know, but what I'm saying is, is I think his are more spaced out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Because yeah. he, does, he doesn't seem like the type to have rushed out of the room and fallen down the stairs four times, which right. is how she <laughs> right. has accrued yeah. so many deaths. And I don't think it matters the time, how long on each one of their timelines, but the night still resets to the same place, so... It doesn't matter if hers goes on for 20 years or his goes on for 20 years. It will still reset. So he can go back. They they won't have the same memories, obviously. I think what Jessica's getting at is if he shows up before she's met him, she won't understand the reason he's there. Well, no, not even that. It's just. She, I, I, think, I can't describe it because it doesn't make logical sense to me. But because so it's Doctor you, Who. <laughs> I, I, think, I think what you're asking is there like, so say like the thing that Mitch said, if he has a 20 year thing, she could have died night one of that and he would have still lived out the rest of that 20 years. Yeah. That's why I, I agree. I agree with this one. I think that's exactly how that could be. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm just, it, it would be very hard to meet because I would say they're on the same dimensional plane but if he dies first and gets to a spot where she's already further in, then that would not be the same dimensional plane. Except if they restart to the same point. But if they're if not restarting at the same time. They're not restarting at the same time. So I, yeah. I don't think that matters. 
That's where I'm like, I don't, I don't understand the magic of it. Because it <laughs> operates like a rubber band. If you stretch out a rubber band farther than you stretch out another rubber band, they still both bounce back to the same point at the same time. Yeah, like th- their two experiences, okay. don't, they don't have to overlap with each other besides the, the starting point. Like they're, 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 they're mutually exclusive besides their like start time. However, I think you're also right in the fact that, yes, at the moment, they're both at 12, but if if they weren't and he died right now and he went to the party, it could technically be her second time going through this and his t- 13th and it not make any sense to her why he's coming to talk yeah. to her. Like, I understand I what you're trying to say. One. Huh? Yeah. I disagree with that one. Why would they be on the same number? Because... Like, I, I think it's it's the idea that like so, if like for, if he dies like night one of a, of like Nadia's longest run or mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. he just doesn't exist for the rest of that whole run of Nadia's. And then the next time, okay, the, the second one of so then they dies, are intertwined, and they two the two of them stop existing. That's, snap back to the beginning. that's what it is. That's why I'm saying like if he goes back and she's not at that point. And she doesn't exist. I think that, Schrodinger's that, cat, that, kind of, sort of. I know, but I think I think <laughs> the concern that you're addressing, Mitch, doesn't make sense because for him to know to go back to her, she has had to have already died the time that they met. That so even if true. she dies three more times before he dies, she will still know him mm-hmm. when they both show up at that point. That's true. Because at some point, she's going to flash back to that night. That night only occurs for both of them over and over and over again. No matter how many times. There is a wrinkle for me because it feels like he has like a whole ass day and her thing starts at the night. Yep. No, he doesn't have a whole day. His his, his thing starts at about the same time as her does. Correct. Hers does. Yeah, because it's nighttime when he leaves his building. Yeah, to go. Okay. Because he opens the door for the dude from from, uh, Rocky. (laughs) She just, he just always makes it to the next day. And she has died multiple times within that evening. I think that's also just speaking to their characters. I don't know if he does always (laughs) make it to the next day because he very intentionally waits before leaving his building. Just like she very intentionally does not go down the stairs. I think that's That's just him having OCD. I mean, so that was another... I don't think so. I think he intentionally waits because it does seem like he is a little bit of a perfectionist and slightly OCD, but I really feel like he's waiting... Slightly OCD? I think it's... He's just doing it because (laughs) that's... I think it's, he's just doing it that way because that's what happened the first day. That could be it too. I, I just think, doing yeah, I the think. things he did from the first day. But that, I mean, so bringing that up, we did see a point where he goes to see his mother, who is a doctor, uh, obviously a medical doctor, and she tells him like, "Why aren't you at work? You should be at work. You need to go to work." Like she knows that he has an issue that if he doesn't do his routines over and over, he could have a an, a, episode. an episode, a break of some mm-hmm. sorts. So. Uh, that was, I guess, was supposed to give us a little bit more insight into his character and why he has to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. But then he did ch- at the end, the last episode, or the last episode, the last time we see him as he's leaving the house, he changed this clothes. Like he changed up. He changed up his routine because his routine had already been shattered. Because yeah. he didn't just hear "I'm breaking up with you." He heard "I've been cheating on you." Here's who I've been cheating on you with. You know who this person is. Mm-hmm. And he blames Nadia for having completely messed up his entire routine. So do you think he's going to head over to the party? I think so. Because he's now, the only good thing about all of this was that he was in complete control and he knew exactly what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And because that routine is now gone. Routine. Yeah. Okay. So uh, how is everybody excited further going further with the show? I definitely want to see oh, yeah. where else this goes. <laughs> I want to binge watch it. <laughs> for, for for you guys, I know that uh, on episode three, what, what episode are we on right now? Four. four. We just four. finished okay, four. Thank you. Um, uh, on episode three this last week, you guys um, who had previously fallen off the series, you were like, yeah, I remember why I stopped. Yeah. Did, did this episode get you guys back? One. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah, because things are happening. I think. Yeah, I think it's the movement. I think we're we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Even if there are lots of twists and turns between now and the end, where at least there's some form of forward momentum, as opposed to just spiraling. 
Steven, <laughs> do you remember how many episodes there were in the season? I want to say eight or 12. I mean, that's a big discrepancy there, bud. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's just what I got. Eight. <laughs> it's, it's eight. There was eight. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then we have uh, four more episodes to go of that and eight more episodes of Vacant Queen. Yes, we do. As long as you don't make me watch Coffee and Kareem, we're fine. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, my name is at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geekly Media. John, where can people find you online? Hey, I am at, uh, on Twitter, I am at Magic Bollocks. And if we're still here uh, this time <laughs> next month, then say, hey, I told you so. <laughs> Steven, how can people find you online? Uh, you can find me across all social media platforms as either Peppermint Gent or Peppermint Gentleman. That's me. Come find me. Let's talk about sliders. Ooh, sliders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, how can people find you online? You can find me at Twitter at JM Bailey Writes. And Elizabeth? You can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media. At uh, at Geekly Geekly Media, Media on Instagram on Instagram and Geekly Media or Facebook forward slash Geekly Media Facebook.com forward slash Geekly Media sure <laughs> is our Facebook page. Uh, also check out our website geeklymedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts from our network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 